This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. Have you noticed a lot of junk emails this year? Well, I was online a lot over the past year shopping and watching movies and scrolling through Twitter. Sometimes they ask me to create a free account for access or to get that 15% off when I'm shopping. But now it's biting us in the butt. Gmail users especially, we've seen a 30% increase in spam email over the past year. So the question is, how do we get rid of them? How do we escape the spam? Heather Kelly is a technology reporter for The Washington Post, and she joins us now with some tips. Hey, Heather. Hello. Why do Gmail users see more junk mail right now? This is a great question. Asking as for a, a friend. G- <laughs> as a Gmail user, um, I have to say I was the inspiration for my own article. Um, ah. It's hard because it's it's one of the, if not the most popular free email service. Um, so there's also a matter of like Gmail users are seeing more of it because there's just more of us. Uh, yeah. But it's definitely been an uptick. We talked to some experts um, and spam across the board is up to everybody to um, big company emails to free emails. And they say that actually shouldn't matter if the filters are working. And so what this is showing is that the spammers are finding really smart ways to get around these AI filters and into our inboxes where they annoy us. Right. And so we're clear filters, as you mentioned, these are this is what our email comes with, right, to separate the emails that we should see from the junk. So are you saying that the filters are faulty? The filters are, you know, they're not human, but they, <laughs> they've got faults. And it's it's basically a game, of, a, a game of cat and mouse. So the people trying to send these emails, it's a very lucrative industry. They need to get in front of us. And so there's teams dedicated to figuring out how to trick the Gmail filters, the Microsoft filters. Uh, and for example, one thing they figured out is Gmail or Google wants to trust links from Google and Microsoft wants to trust links from Microsoft. And so they're hosting things on Google Docs. They're using their own free Gmail addresses uh, and that kind of helps them get by. So what is it that the junk mail wants from us? Oh, it wants us to click on things, to buy things, to hand over personal information. Uh, a lot of it are, as you've noticed, like legitimate marketing emails, because maybe for the past two years, we've done nothing but but buy stuff online, hypothetically. And that leads to more and more email. Uh, But a lot of it is is attempts to get access to our computers, to our information, uh, to carry out scams like the kind that send you to a store to buy gift cards, Mm -hmm. which is actually very common. It, It sounds weird now, but a lot of people fall for this. Um, so you don't know which is which, really. It, it could be any of those. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at one right now. First of all, right before talking with you, I had to report one. Here's another one that just came in. It's a COVID-19 vaccine survey, and I'm going to apparently get $90 in uh, gift cards if I if I fill it out. But of course, uh, we know uh, that's not reality. Uh, so junk mail includes phishing, right? R- remind us what phishing is, and that's with a PH. It is. And basically, the idea is they send out tons of these emails. That's kind of fishing things, throwing out a ton of lures, and they're just going to see who bites. Uh, And it's like, it tries to look like a a real email. A lot of them could look exactly like an email from Amazon or from Apple. They've got the graphic design. They have a URL that's just one letter off, like Apple with like a third P or something. And your brain sort of scans over that. It doesn't stop and go, oh, this seems sketchy. It's like, oh, I'm locked out of my Apple account. Let me click and fix that. Mm-hmm. And in doing that, you hand over your login, you hand over your password, and then they can use that to access accounts, to make online purchases, um, or to get information, which can then be resold. And and Heather, clear up this difference here. What, what does 
a social versus a viral attack look like? So one of the experts I spoke to said we've seen sort of a shift over the past year. Um, a, a lot of malware used to happen. It used to the scammers used to send us files that they wanted us to download. Uh, and it was a technical issue. They just need to get on our computer and they could take it over. And now they're doing a lot more social engineering where they're just preying on human weakness and loneliness. And I will say for myself, my own stupidity often of like, oh, this seems real. Uh, and they're conning people like that. It's very old school. It's like they're they're con artists. Who would you say is most susceptible to these kinds of attacks? Um, people, I, I think, I, I feel like there's a lot of, um, assumptions that older people aren't good at technology. I absolutely do not think that's true. Um, but people who maybe didn't grow up as online as we did, they don't have like these, these BS detectors built in. Like they're not automatically going to see something and go, this is bad. Um, my mom calls me a few times a day to be like, what about this email? And what about this email? And I'm like, no, no, no. Um, <laughs> I would do the same so- if you were my daughter, by the way. <laughs> This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. If you're just tuning in, we are talking about email spam and scams, which surged during the pandemic. And we're getting help to banish them for good from Heather Kelly. She's a technology reporter at The Washington Post. Coming up on the program, we're going to check in with an epidemiologist turned TikToker. We'll see how she counters misinformation during this Omicron surge. So stay tuned for that. All right. Break it down for us, Heather. What exactly can email users do to prevent spam? What about changing um, your password? So there's there's two things you can do. First of all, no matter what, you should make sure you have the best security because most of these are just trying to get you to buy pills or um, get your, your gift cards. But the really serious ones, you need to be protected. You need two-factor authentication turned on, meaning you'll get a little text message with a code when you try and log in. You need a strong, unique password that you don't use for anything else. Um, and once you have those two things in place, you can have a, a much better peace of mind about going through all your spam emails. I'm checking in here with my engineer, Ethan. He says, you know, I try to be a good citizen and I donate to political candidates. But the amount of emails uh, I get because of that is insane and half from organizations or, or super PACs that I've never heard of and certainly didn't subscribe to. Is that ringing a bell so- <laughs> like what you're hearing from folks you've talked with? Yes, your email address, your existence is worth a lot of money to people, especially if they know which way you lean politically, who you might be more inclined to donate to. Um, so your name, your email address, and some statistics about you, maybe your age and, and your politics are sold and resold and resold to different campaigns. And once it's out there, there's really no way to get it back. Um, so one thing a lot of people do, and I do this too, is I have a separate email address that's just for signing up for things. And that inbox is a dumpster fire, and I accept it, and I will never try to change it. It just exists there to get the worst emails. Oh, yeah, great idea. Uh, You know, when I get an email sometimes, Heather, it it says that the sender is notified when I open it. Oh. Is that okay? Okay, from that reaction, it sounds not. (laughs) (laughs) That's usually a setting. It completely depends what application you're using. Uh, You can also do a thing where in your settings you turn off Uh, the thing that automatically loads images. Because when those images load, that's one sign that they might get back. It's called a tracking pixel. And it will show that you saw that image, that it loaded on your computer, and they'll be informed that you did open it. So there are settings you can turn off for for those things. So is the solution really just to to click unsubscribe at the bottom of the email? Or I know with Gmail, sometimes you can click report spam, and then they'll give you another box, box that says 
report spam and unsubscribe. So uh, the experts we talked to said you don't necessarily want to click unsubscribe in the email only because it might be fake. You don't know if it's real. It might be like one of those fake Apple emails and you're trying to unsubscribe, but really you're clicking on a malicious link. They recommend instead using that report spam and unsubscribe button that you see in Gmail. Uh, that will kind of protect you a little bit from from anything sketchy. But he also says that like it's not it's not going to have an immediate impact on your life. It's not going to really improve your email situation. It's if you have the time and it's, it's so satisfying. Tedious, though. It's so <laughs> tedious. I, sometimes I do it and I'm like, I swear I've done this before for this particular email or this particular, you know, from this particular sender. Uh, but it just keeps coming have. back. Yeah, he said life is short. And if it's taking too much time, don't do it. I mean, we could be playing Wordle instead of like spam, spam, spam. It's really up to you. Are there trusted ways to confirm how compromised my email may be? There is one website that everybody recommends. It's um, uh, Have I Been Owned. You can uh, look up the website online and you basically put in your email and it will say how many data breaches it's been in. But the thing is, every email has been in data breaches at this point. That doesn't necessarily mean you have to give it up or that it's not secure. Um, but if it's been in an obscene number, if your email address is all over town, uh, it might be a sign that you need to create a new one. And uh, if it gets too overwhelming, Heather, start from scratch? You can start from scratch, but I always recommend don't get rid of the other email address. What we don't realize is that we use that email address to log in and create logins for every account we have online. And can you imagine going through and updating your contact information for everything you've done for like Right. 10 years. It's much easier to keep it, make sure it's secure, and just use it for logons. Heather Kelly is a technology reporter for The Washington Post. Heather, thank you so much. Thanks for listening. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. We've got more for you on the podcast, WBEZ's Reset, wherever you listen.